The thing I love about martial arts, I've seen so many people, they'll come in maybe in the worst mood or they're feeling shitty or whatever the problem is, but then they'll kick some tie pads and, it, you know, it's, it's almost like they're medicated or, or it's, uh. like, it's like they've been exercised, a demon been exercised out of them. It's like, oh man, <laughs> thank you so much, Guru. Thank you so much, Coach, for, you know, I needed that today. And, you know. Hi, this is Mick Tully and you're listening to Mixed Martial Arts. On today's show, uh, I have to. There's a disclaimer I have to put out here because I'm sitting next to quite possibly one of the most handsome dudes I know. It's the one and only my dear friend Jason Lewis. Jason, thanks for coming on, man. Oh, thanks for having me. So, Jason, I met you through our mutual friend Ty Campos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I made the mistake of thinking that you were just a student of his when I first met you, right? And then we worked out in the parking lot of the Cardi Group and we did some double stick. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. Yeah, and you were teaching me and I was like, wow. And give me an idea, how tall are you? Uh, 6'2", 6'3", somewhere around there. And what what are you weighing at? Right now I weigh 260, yeah. Right? So this is a big guy and in, in tremendous shape. I know you're saying you're not great at the moment, but I, I think you are, right? But you look like a superhero dude. You know what I mean? With your size and stuff. So what got you into martial arts? Were you always big? Well, yeah, yeah, I was always big for the most part. Uh, I started off small, of course. Then I got big, like, <laughs> in the teenage years. You know, my, my older brother, he's bigger than me, who... Ty, who you mentioned. Yeah, I, I met him last year, you brother. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah you yeah. did. That's right. I forgot. Yeah, well, what got me into martial arts, honestly, I was one of those kids, you know, TV, you know, kung fu movies, but I had to give most of it, most of the credit to my father, because uh, he started me off in boxing. You know, he was, uh, he wasn't a boxer himself, but he was around a lot of them. He was friends with a lot of boxers, and he loved it so much, you know, so we watched a lot, we studied it. He went over the jab, cross, how to move, and, you know, I was always fascinated with it, because, uh, you know, when I was younger... You know, my parents couldn't really afford to, you know, take me to martial arts. And we used to pass this Taekwondo school all the time, going to my grandmother's house. And uh, his name was uh, Grandmaster Chun Lee. I'll get to him in a minute. And uh, it was just, you know, I've always wanted to do it, always wanted to do it. And finally, uh, when I was 12 years old, my mother worked with a uh, mutual friend and uh, she got me in. It was, uh, his name was uh, Dan Kennedy, is who I started with. Right now, he's a ninth degree black belt in wow. Hawaiian Okinawa Kempo and Aiki Jiu Jitsu. And they, their lineage is uh, of uh, Sakichi Odo's lineage is where they come from. And I was a kid and I started off there and I just, you know, it was like, this is what I wanted to do. Whereabouts is this? Uh, this was def- This was in Kansas. Uh, this was about, oh, I guess 20 some odd years ago. Uh, it was out of a church at first. When he first started teaching, he actually taught free out of a church, you know, taught for free. Wow. And then later he became a, uh, he decided to go into business for himself because he was like a big time executive of some kind. I think he worked for Sprint or some junk. I really don't yeah. remember, to be honest with you. And then from that point, he went on to business and I went there. And then uh, basically, I can say the rest is history because I've done a lot since then. So that's where, that's where I started. Was, yeah. Was well, well you see, this, this was the thing. It's. Ty actually said to me, he goes, you know, Jason's an awesome martial artist. And then obviously, you know, we did some grappling last year and I saw you there. So what grappling arts did you study? Uh, grappling, I, uh, I studied judo, which is, I love judo. Uh, I got into uh, what we call, it was a system called Shingatai Jiu-Jitsu that some guy in Kansas City, I guess he started. And basically it's a blend of 
of judo uh, and Brazilian jiu-jitsu and grappling, you know, or well, back then, you know, nobody, it was all jiu-jitsu and then the Gracies got famous and all that stuff. Yes. But, you know, it was jiu-jitsu and it was a grappling system. So anything like catch wrestling, leg locks, pretty much whatever worked, they put in this system. And they had, you know, they had the belt system just like, uh, I guess now you would say modern day Brazilian jiu-jitsu has a ranking system, but mainly judo and uh, judo and jiu-jitsu and Aiki jiu-jitsu was my other grappling system that I started. That was my first tasting i guess you could say grappling but what got me into grappling i guess i can go into that too was this man named uh peter poland i never forget uh kansas city at the time they had this big farce that came i was a lie saying that um uh, they was going to put pancreation in the olympics and they was going to use uh kansas city as a base you know it wow this, it was this big old thing that everybody believed so our karate school invited one of their black belts or it was a guy named peter polander who was one of uh seiyu oyada because i went to another school at the time and i was trained under uh master seiyu oyada's uh one of his students and he invited this guy named polander well this guy i guess had a team in poland or something like that it's right. funny his name was polander his yeah polander. but it was the first time i ever been arm barred i ever been choked you know putting rear naked chokes everything that's you know commonplace now it yes. wasn't so much back then and everything he did just worked he was catching y'all punch he was lightning quick and i've never felt so helpless in my life big as i was and i was pretty good you know i was at that time i competed a lot i was uh i had my first uh full contact karate championship then so i thought i was pretty good but here's this man here is much shorter than me much smaller than me just just dogged me like i was nothing and i, I said <laughs> i gotta learn this art yeah you know, i gotta learn that and so that's when i got into grappling and you know i said i'm gonna find me a school to teach me that and yeah because it, it was it was actually it was your stand-up it was your stand-up game that i first knew about yeah, because Ty said to me, Ty told me about you know this guy is really good you know he, he can bang and then obviously the grappling and then through the Jeet Kune Do and the Kali you want technically one of the best I've seen especially for a big guy which uh, yeah and I mean that I mean that in the, you know in the best possible way because you could outstrength quite a lot of people right yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but, uh, but but you don't what you, what is it that attracts you to understanding well, my thing is, you know, I see in it, it, I can go back to my original karate instructor. I can go back to him and, and my judo instructor, those two in particular. Uh, my karate instructor, you know, I was always, because I watched a lot of TV and, you know, you see the light, lightning fast guys. And everybody that I used to spar against or that taught me were way faster than me or they had better moves. And, and I, I, I wanted to do that, you know. Yes. And I've seen so many big guys get away with sloppy technique because they're big. It's like, okay, he can just boom. He can just roar right through them and hammer through them. <laughs> and there was just no finesse to it. You know, when I've seen literal guys with better technique, they might hit them 90 times. You know, I just noticed they would hit them more often. And it's like, okay, if I'm a big guy and I could do that, no one expected. Like, for one thing I used to do a lot was kick people in the head a lot. I'd get away with a yes. lot. And the only reason why I get away with it because I'm big, you know. But I'm pretty fast with it, you know, because I've learned from little guys. But one thing, my uh, back to my instructor, because I'm getting off subject. My instructor, you know, he's he was the type. It's like, okay, oh, you want to move like this? Well, now I'm going to get on you. He was always on me. He never let me get away with sloppy technique. Never did. And, you know, they was real big on that. And I always knew the benefit. I always was grateful for it. And I had a judo instructor, you know, um, his name was Kirby Miner. I think it's good to mention his name or whatnot. Yeah. And uh, I learned under him. He trained in Japan for like, he lived in Japan actually for like five or six years or something like that. Maybe longer. I could be wrong. And he was very, you know, looking at him, he was a very unassuming man. You know, very, you know, if you looked at him, he looked like some 
guy you see at Starbucks on a laptop. And he is one of those guys, actually. <laughs> I but, a few of them, right? But, uh, I mean, I don't care how big you were, how strong you were. He can, he would put you on your butt. I mean, he put you down, you know, no problem. And I was always, I always admired that. And I always just admired technique and skill over strength, you know. And I've always, you know, it, it was just always good. And, you know, and the strength side of it. I always tried to say, you know, well, what if you were strong and had good technique, you know, and I think you can have, I think you can have both. And I was always, I guess in a way, even still now, I'm trying to prove that you can have both. And that's what I'm, that, that's my mission. Yeah, and, you know? and how, how old are you now? Uh, right now, I'm uh, 38 years old. Jesus, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I wish I looked like that when I was 28. That would have, that would have helped me. So tell me then, we've mentioned Ty Campos a few times. How did you run into that guy? Oh man, that's a, that's an awesome story. You know, see, right now we're. Um, it was actually at, at my first Dan Inasano seminar is where I met him. You know, first day, right. and uh, he was in. I was going to go to L.A. You know, I was going to go to L.A. and then I found out he was going to be in Oklahoma. I was like, well, you know, it's probably cheaper to go to Oklahoma. Let me check this guy out and see if I even like it first. I've always wanted to go to Inasano seminar, and I went there, and you know, we're going through the motions, and you know, Guru Dan's talking. And this and that. And I just loved everything he had to say. Well, I went to lunch with some of the students there, you know, because I, I didn't know anybody. I went down there. I didn't know anybody. And I was starting to feel sad because this was what I was looking for. I always felt that I've done a lot of arts over the years. You know, I've done Taekwondo, I did Judo, I've done boxing, I've done kickboxing. You name I've, I've even tried some Kung Fu out from different different deals. But I always felt that there was something missing. And I remember expressing my sadness to some of the other students, you know. And I seen them, they get huddled together, like pointing at me and they're doing this. And they, they said, okay, you need to talk to Joel. Uh, Joe Clark, uh, you know, for those who don't know who Joe Clark is, that's Dane Asano's assistant. Everywhere he goes, he takes him. So he's this demo guy. He's an awesome guy, yeah? Oh, heck yeah. Heck yeah. And I remember asking Joe, you know, they said, I need to talk to you about getting training. He's like, well, where do you live? I said, well, I live in Kansas City, this and that. He's like, oh, my mother lives in Kansas City. And I said, yeah, I'm looking for an instructor. We're going to have that there. He's like, oh, there's a guy here. He's like, hey, Ty, Ty Campos. <laughs> where you at? And he pointed, you know, Ty raised his hand, and I got partnered up with him. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I noticed he was very knowledgeable right off the bat. And, you know, I asked him, you know, we exchanged numbers and all this stuff. It's like, hey, I'd like to train on you. What's your rate? This and that. And from that point on, I was probably – I was privately trained, I'd say a good two years maybe, before he started his business or, or, or started teaching others, not before he started, but before he started teaching others. So I ain't going to lie, I was very lucky. You know, I was very lucky to run into Ty. And, you know, in that in a short period of time, we became fast friends because even though, you know, he's my instructor as a friend, you know, he did a bunch of martial arts. I did a bunch of martial arts. So it wasn't a lot of... Uh, there was he didn't have to bruise my ego to prove that being a multiple martial artist and i say not mixed martial arts like mma i'm saying multiple martial arts you guys know the difference that multiple martial arts wasn't a bad thing so that was something he didn't have to sell me and we didn't argue it's like you know we both were in agreement with a lot of stuff and i just thought you know honestly i thought he was a very knowledgeable he is a very knowledgeable teacher and a very you know very funny and good person a great person it's funny because as you were telling me uh, i remember ty ty saying it because i was like I didn't realize they made human beings that big anymore. Where have you found this guy? And he went, I'm telling you. And he, he, we, he'd already told me before we met last year. He said, I'm bringing John, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to bring John down with me, and I'm bringing Jason with me. These guys are unbelievable. And he said, are you still doing it? Because me and Ty have the same thing, which is we get guys who are black belts, and they have trained in loads of other arts. Mm -hmm. You know, my friend that's with us today, uh, Lee Taylor, he's a fourth degree. Oh, wow. 
in karate and like a published author and a really really good martial artist so Ty said to me he goes you are going to love Jason and I went why and he went first of all he's huge he looks like a cage fighter he goes and he beat the Tara and nearly every cage fighter I know he said but this guy is a martial artist man he said he has got that samurai spirit you know lives his life with, you know, the stuff that we believe in, you know, we right, bought into right. this as kids, right? You know, and, then, yeah. Yeah, and as adults, we carry it on. And he said, wait until, and then I remember him telling me the story, because I went, where'd you get it? It was Joel Clark. And I went, what? And he goes, Jason was there and he was like, I just, if I can find somebody in Kansas City. And then he just said, all I heard was, Ty Campos! Yeah. And he, he just grabbed you and put you in. Uh, you know, because Ty's told me how instrumental you've been in helping him get his school off the ground. Well, and helping him. You know, a lot of stuff, you know, it, it was one of those things where you know, I've, I've never been a person. I do believe, I'm a firm believer in what goes around, comes around. And that, you know, and, you know, one thing I, I'll quote, kind of quote Doer Guru Dan, you know, or I think he's the one that said, or he says this a lot about, you know, um, you know, martial arts make better people. And I think the more you people you tell, the more people you spread it to, the better they become. If you have a good mentality about it. I mean, yes. of course, we know some asshole martial artists out there, but, you know, for the most part. I think they're pretty open people and, you know, Ty, you know, and, I, you know, talking about Kansas City, where I'm from, you know, there's not there are people looking for this in, in a way there's a there's a there's a, a great many people that are looking for this and don't know it. Yes. And there's people who need it and don't know it. And, you know, one thing I like about working with Ty, you know, his his personality, how he teaches this and that, you know, I could have been like, well, I'm training with this guy privately. Screw you guys, you know, whatever. But I'm like, you know what? You know, I also, you know, if I share him with the world, because I do believe he has a lot to offer, he has a lot to offer. Definitely. We, we, all, we all do in our own way. And, you know, I, you know, he's he's been a good help to me as well. You know, don't get no, you know, don't get it twisted. He's helped me out tremendously. You know, there's people I've met and rubbed shoulders with. I never would have thought I've met. You know, I've read magazines and I'm sitting there talking to him like I'm talking to you. In fact, you're one of them. You know, <laughs> thank you. And, uh, you know, it, you know, with with him, you know, I introduced him to Blue Springs Jiu Jitsu and he taught a class there. You know, they were skeptical. I'm like, no, this guy's awesome. And he taught one freaking seminar. I was like, oh, I got to have him, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, I would tell my family, different friends or whatever. You know, I just told, you know, because I lived there, you know, because Tyler, he was only in town. It, like I said, it's a stroke of luck because he had just moved into Kansas City. He may have only lived there. I don't even think he lived there a year yet when I met yeah. him, you know. And, you know, here I've lived there all my life and, you know, and that I just kind of use my resources to help him out and, you know, and pretty much the rest is history. It's like I just show it to him and then after that, hey, we got to we got to have this guy and people invite him to seminars, you know, all, ty all types of things. And, you know, so, you know, I would say all I did was just kind of point him in the right direction. He does the rest. I mean, I would love to take credit for a lot of stuff. I mean, maybe for introducing the people, but. You know, the first impression was on him, and he just did an awesome job. Yeah, yeah. You see, Ty, Ty will sell, Ty will sell it to you, and it, yeah, this is going to lead me on to something, especially in the US right now. There's there is a distinct lack of, of positive role models. There is a distinct lack of respect. Absolutely. I rem I remember I, I can't where can't place where it was where we went. Uh, I think we were going for a bite to eat. We, we all stayed at our mutual friend Ryan Reynolds' house last year. Right, right, right. And I remember we went somewhere and you opened up a door and you, you were like, here you go, mom. And I looked and I was like, wait a minute. I, I thought like the media are trying to tell me that, you know, large black men aren't supposed to be polite and, you know, yeah. courteous and stuff. And you're probably one of the most polite men I know, right? Right, And right. also, it's like right now martial arts, I believe especially in America, 
there's this huge gap that could be filled by just getting young men especially mm-hmm. in working out and learning you know that I don't know about you but I learned about respect because I found out that even if I thought I was the big dog in the in the yard right. there was bigger dogs than me oh yeah and I think that I think that's something that they're really missing and yeah especially in the current the current climate as well this is the thing so it's a two question two it's like a, it's a two two prong question first of all what's the role of martial arts do you think for the younger generation especially young males mm-hmm. and then secondly we're, we're going to talk about legitimate threats that people in America face these days well so, far as I think far as what young men could do you know is not try to do so much so fast you know because nowadays at least in the United States what goes on a lot of guys will train for like three months and then they're their their gym coach or their trainer whatever you want to call them or want to throw them in the cage like hey you're ready you know and dude can't even throw a jab can't even move you know but just to make a quick buck off of them sell some tickets get some money or whatever and you know they'll pump these young guys up so you know they misrespect they mistraining they don't they don't get enough time to cultivate and and uh and build up a respect for being tired i mean not to say they don't train hard there's a lot of guys they have good stamina they work out i'm not saying none of them train but you know, nobody will sit there and tell them, hey, you know, nobody works through basics. There's no such thing as basics anymore. You know, you just go out there and bang, and whoever bangs the hardest is the best. But there's a lot that gets missed in translation, you know. So, yes. you know, my thing is, this is kind of one of my, I say personally, you know, like a lot of people, you know, I, I, every now and again, I still spar from time to time, and I try to get in shape for the young guys. I've always been more of a technician, and I'll spar them. And I hate to say this, you know, it's almost like you have to, you know, master child. You, anybody who's famous with master child used to always say some people have to bleed to learn. Yes. And some coaches will beat them up and leave them down. And if they leave, they leave. You know, me, I ain't going to beat you down. But I always want to stay just good enough to where I can fight, you know, fight good enough on, you know, to where I can teach them a lesson, but then build them up. Okay, this yeah. is what I did. And not only are you going to take what I've done, I want you to be better than me. And see, that's something that's missing. A lot of coaches nowadays you know, especially in the karate world, especially in the karate world, is that I have to be up here and everyone else has to be down there. And so they, they miss. There's a lot that they don't give a student or whatever. And they don't, you know, the art never evolves into what it could be. Yeah. You know, so I'm a firm believer in making students better than me. Like, you know, I've had, you know, a young kid named Blake that I trained from time to time. And I was teaching him boxing. And I taught him some of my technique. He does my stuff way better than I do. And he right. was just landing all kinds of shots. And not only that, I will send him to other people. Hey, you see this guy, Dorian, over here? He's a pro boxer. Check him out. And check when you go to Texas, check this guy out. And then come back to me. You know, and he respects me for that. So he learned respect through that. Because, you know, I, I come into a spirit of love and not selfishness. Not Because it, it, it ain't about me. You know, I'm a firm believer. That's another one thing. Rick Faye says this. Inasano says this. I say this and I totally agree with it. Is that too many teachers make it about them. You know, it doesn't matter how many titles you got. Like, I could talk about judo tournaments I won and karate championships I won. But that's not going to help that person punch or kick better. It's not. You know, it's all about how good can I make this person at the moment. How good can I make this person. And if people realize that. Then, then the respect comes, you know, because people, it's not even about respecting how good I am. It's just because I love you so much or I show that love and I show that respect. People will genuinely, not only will they give it to me in return, they give it to other people. And they realize you can still be strong and still show respect, you know, and still be respected on top of that. Uh, do, you, do you know what? I'm listening to this and I'm thinking people are listening to gangster rap and not listen to this. Yeah. And you, know, you know me, I believe in this. I, yeah, my wife makes fun of me a lot because if we go out and we see somebody that you know trains with me or knows me 
you know, first of all, I'll do the Y crew. They'll call me Guru or they give me a hug. Right. And she goes, oh, Guru, Guru. And I, I always say to her, listen, you got to be the change you want to see in the world. Exactly. Uh, exactly. You know, do this and you know, the next thing you know, this is, this is like viral. You just be good to people and then nine times out of ten, people want to be good to another human being. Mm-hmm. And it just, it, it just, and you pay it forward. And, you know, I think part of it, you know, it was something you mentioned, you know, about, you know, dangers in the United States and, you know, and, I, and I'm going to address racism real quick because this ain't about racism or nothing like, or it's not really racism. And I was just, this maybe this message to my black people, you know, as an African-American, you know, I tell people like I am pretty much the average black man, how I act, how I talk or whatever, you know, but, you know, as soon as something happens, the media will paint an overly paint a bad light and see the problem is with us. And this is something I'm encouraging people to do. And this is why I do it is that, you know, sometimes you need to step out of your comfort zone, step out of your neighborhood, you know, represent yourself well. And then people will understand and respect that or, or at least they won't be or they'll be less afraid. Like when I walk in a room, you know, I'm a big, scary looking black dude, whatever the case would be to some people, you know, I mean, real talk. But, you know, but then, you know, I'll give an example. Like where I teach kickbox, a cardio kickboxing class in my, at the gym I work out at, you know, I teach it at the end of the week. And there were people, they even told me that, like, hey, I didn't know about this. I didn't know about you first meeting you. But then when they get a taste of me, you know, and what I'm about and who I am that I genuinely care, you know, they love me to death. And I'm, and I, don't, you know, don't get me wrong. I am from the hood. I'm hood is all get out, you know. <laughs> and they, you know, you know me long enough, you will see get, yeah. how get on my ass really is. Uh, you know? your, bro- your brother. You know. Your, your brother. I was like, I was like and I'm. I looked for a second. I was like, "Wait a minute! How can these two be related?" Uh, your brother's a cool guy, but yeah. he, yeah, he, 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 he he's ghetto it. He's he's hood, you know. I mean, straight <laughs> up, you know, as we say, it's hood, or he's from the ghetto, hood, <laughs> yeah, or whatever. Yeah. But you know, my, you know, the thing is, is that you can be hood and not, you know, that doesn't mean you're a bad person. It doesn't, and this is, I guess, it's message to white people and people that don't that don't know because people don't. A lot of people just don't know and they just assume and they don't really know but there are a lot of people from the hood that just you know they're very respectful that will love you to death they just hood you know we curse a lot listen to gangster rap whatever the case may be just like I do but you know I like I try to be respectful and I try to represent my people and just people in general and that you know hey there's another side to this you know there's another side to black people and there's another side to that and that's about this is far racial I'm gonna go with it no, but you, you see know. that no that, that that is the thing it's because there's Especially right now, you know, there's the Black Lives Matter, you know, movement, which yeah. nine times out of ten, I think there might be a very, very valid, yeah, and they're, and they're, they're addressing a real point. Yeah. But then there's that ten percent, and the problem is, so ten percent, ten percent of the guys who go in there, they hijack it, they use it for their own agenda, right? And then, and then it's like, wait a minute, you just, like, pardon my French, but you just fucked <laughs> over ninety percent of these guys who are getting treated badly, right? And, you know. You're crying that you've been treated badly, but you're a bit of a gangster. Right, and it's the same thing with the police as well. Like, I said, I know a lot of good police. I know a lot of shithead police. I probably know shit more shitheads than anything else, but, yeah. you know, and there are a lot of racist cops out there, but, you know, I also know there's a lot of good ones. There's the few of them there, they're like, brothers to me you know yes. and that that will you know they will they'll take a bullet for anybody you know that's that's doing right or whatever i mean i know some good police officers out there i know some bad ones and it's sad that you know these bad ones out here you know they're not getting a drink i mean this has been going on for a long time and I, you know and i agree with what the black lives matter as far as the met the act the original messages you know is because black all lives do matter and black lives matter you know but at the same time you know you can't 
you know, I think there's a conversation that's be had. I mean, I don't know if it, I don't know how it is in the UK, but definitely United States. I think there's been people have been segregated for so long with the internet age and this and that. You can't really run from issues anymore. No. And I hate to say, you know how they say, you know, things have to get worse before they get better. And I think it's worse because, you know, it's just like when somebody tells you the truth, like say you like I use something trivial, like say your breast stink, you know. Yeah. And you know, no one tells you your breast stinks or whatever, but then when somebody tells you you just feel so offended, you're so pissed off or whatever. But then, in the end, you're glad somebody told you your breast thing. It's like, well, let me start chewing gum and start using the mouthwash <laughs> and whatever. Tic Tacs, yeah. And it's the same thing with race relations. You know, like I can say, well, you know, you guys are killing people in the street or whatever. What about black on black crime? Well, what about white on white crime? You know, white people shoot white people. You know, you can, you can go back and forth all you can. But it's good that you address, I think, a lot of issues, whether, you know, it's white people with black people or black people with white people or people in, with the police or the government or whatever. I think these conversations need to be had. I think they need to be healthy. But I think people to spend time, uh, you know, I think people need to see other people's point of view. And I think people are going to get mad at first. You know, I think right now we're at that stage where people are like, oh, man, how dare you guys say that? Or, you know, everybody's pissed off. But when it's all said and done, you know, I think people will come together in some way. Because now the truth is out there. And then it's like, what do you have to do? Because then you have to do something yeah, but about you can't, it. You can't, you can't, you, once the Pandora's box is open, right. you can't, once it's out, you can't put it back in, you know? Right, right. And it is, it's, it's funny. It's like... Uh, you know, I'm watching it on the t- on the TV, and there's a you know, I like what Joe Rogan says because Joe Rogan says you know when they go, there's a gun problem in the US, mm-hmm. and he went no, there's a mental health problem in the US there dressed is. up as a gun problem. Yes, yeah, because yes. guns ain't the problem. I mean, you have to because if there wasn't a gun there, you'll find a brick to kill somebody or something like that. I mean, yeah. you know, as far as that goes. You know, and, and that's one thing I'll say, you know, I'll turn this back to martial arts, you know, and this is one thing I love about martial arts. I think a lot of people, and this is, you know, since we're talking about mental health, is uh, the thing I love about martial arts, I've seen so many people, and you, I'm sure you can, you, you can attest to this, they'll come in maybe in the worst mood or they're feeling shitty or whatever the problem is, but then they'll kick some tie pads and, it, you know, it's, it's almost like they're medicated or or, uh. like, or you can literally see, you know, I, I, you know, it's, it's like a, it's like they've been exercised, a demon been exercised out of them. It's like, oh man, <laughs> thank you so much, Guru. Thank you so much, Coach, for, you know, I needed that today. And, you know. It's I, crazy. It's crazy you said that because I have two t-shirts and one of them has got exercise your demons but not not as in exercise as in a priest doing it right exercise and work out your demons and then the other one i have a t-shirt and on the back it's got prozac in tie pad form yeah yeah and that's i really believe that but it's the truth it's the truth it really is you can look li- you can literally see it come out of them i mean literally I, you know in fact i think catholic priests instead of wasting some perfectly good oil and water throwing on people make them kick tie pads <laughs> i guarantee you you'll have better people they out there <laughs> shoot, kick some tie pad get that energy out of the way teach them something they'll be much better i, I guarantee i mean even me myself because i had a lot of problems early this year you know in life you know personal stuff but you know i would say you know Working out with Ty, and then, you know, poor Ty, you know, he can attest to this. You know, he had the whole pass for me when I was angry a few times. Jesus. And, and uh, you know, but, you know, if it wasn't for him, I'd probably be in jail. You know, no lie. You know, because you never know what to do. Every, a lot of people do stupid stuff. Even the good, best of people will do dumb things when they're angry. And I think, you know, yes, martial sir. arts is a very good block for a lot of things. You know, just having a, just the mental aspect or just the camaraderie. Because sometimes, you know, people can come to a gym. And you like right now we're with the Inasano seminar, and you know, and I see like-minded people, and people are happy to see you. You get along with them; they're open-minded, and it, it, and it's just such a great feeling, you know, to walk in there. I mean, we can never do, you know, we can just sit here and talk all day. You know, Rick Fay and Guru Inasano don't have to say, you know, have to show us anything. They can just talk, and we just feel better just from the fellowship alone. And 
you know, and I, and I love that, you know, I love that aspect of it. And, you know, and this is something, this is one of the reasons now why I'm a martial. I mean, before, yeah, it was about, yeah, I want to be the best and kick ass and all this <laughs> stuff. Mine, yeah. But now, you know, when you make someone's day, you know, and just, you know, when you make someone's day, you really teach them something that's worthwhile and, you, and they appreciate it and they go on to do that for other people. That is the biggest. And they do it better. And when they do it better than you, it's even oh, more awesome. man, isn't it? Yeah, that's the one. It's like, yeah, I used to train with Mick Tilly and it's like, yeah, right, okay. Why don't you train with him anymore? Well, he sent me to a jiu-jitsu school. Why? Well, he gave me everything that I, I, he said he could. And yeah, and I, I have guys that train me now and I'm convinced they train just because they want to hang out with me. Oh, yeah. I get the workout and you know, I have this thing where I always say, I've got a couple of, uh, two of my oldest students, John Scott and Martin Toe, both awesome. They were both black belt level in other arts when they came to me. Mm-hmm. And I, every session I try and teach them something new. And it's always a little bit, and I always say, I haven't shown you everything, guys. And they were like, yeah, we just come here anyway now. And that it, it's, it, it, again, it's like you said, it's the it's the fellowship that's awesome. The other one is you're in a room, you know yourself, man. Mm-hmm. Like the Minnesota Carly group's funny because you walk into that room and we've got so many different people in there, you know. You've got Danny Ostrut, who's there at the moment, who's in a wheelchair, mm-hmm. who's transitioning from female to male, right, right? Right. And, you know, like me, I'm thinking, whoa, awesome, you know, more power to you, you know, you're getting to live the life you know you should like. Right, like, right. And then we've got, like, some, like, people that are, like, borderline rednecks yeah. training. But the thing is, we don't look at it and go, right, you're a redneck. We look at it and go, right, yeah, you enjoy, you, you enjoy kicking tie pads. Right. You enjoy jujitsu. And what we do is... Well, you can you can phase out unless it, it you know, and it's I've never had it once in the Carly group. It's mm-hmm. only when people try to bring their agenda to it, and that's what right. the Jeet Kune Do because it's like yeah, but your truth is not my truth, right? And, and yeah, we, we've learned more about life than kicking tie pads. Oh yeah, yeah, because we we get to we get to be ourselves. On but our you terms. know what's but you know what's funny about that is you know you mentioned fellowship and you know when you do do something together, what you find out is that. In life, I think everybody. There's always a few things in life that everybody wants. You know, we all kind of want the same thing. And what you learn is, you know, from the businessman to the redneck to the hood rat like myself or ghetto <laughs> guy. You know, you find out we're all screwed up in the same way. We're all screwed up. You know, and uh, and you find out, you know, like, hey, I thought this redneck was this way, and I'm like, hey, I like this redneck. You know, or or I may run. Through, I thought this bougie ass dude like this. He thought he was all snooty poop patootie. I'm like, this dude ain't smooth. He's just as cool. You know, he's cool as all get out. And, you know, and there's and you you rub shoulders and there's no i love being able to put the gauntlet down this ain't you know this is not a white man this is not a black man that walks up in here this is not a mexican guy or half mexican if we're talking about Thai people <laughs> or whatever you know there's none of that you know this i is don't even believe he's mexican yeah, he's too white yeah i don't know well i think donald, donald trump even likes Thai. yeah yeah yeah, 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 that, yeah that's that's a miracle right there he's like <laughs> we'll build a wall everybody out but except for Thai campos you know <laughs> you know but you know, I love the fact that when you walk in there, you know, we're all people here. And that's something, you know, I love to not, you know, the news doesn't exist. None of that old BS exists. You know, we're, we're, we're people. And I, and I really love that. And then people, you practice treating people like a person, not just, you know, there's more to life. than I always say this more, you know, 
I say this all the time. Martial arts is more than just kicks and punches. You know, I mean, there's more to it than that. You know, they say you got to live it and all this stuff. And see, when you come in here and you practice multiple martial arts, you're also dealing with multiple types of people, multiple type of personality. And you have to deal with it. You have to learn how to deal with it. I mean, no matter whatever your art is, I don't care if it's Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, whatever that person's from or whatever their background is, whatever, it's going to come out in their art. And you have to deal with it in some way, form or fashion, whether if you're their opponent or whether if you're teaching that person to get them to understand or whether, you know, you're learning with them you have you have to learn and you and in, in the in the long run you do learn you know and then you learn that there are some things that you're not going to come together on but you you learn to you know you agree to disagree you can disagree without being disagreeable and that's really all you know and that's really it right there i mean you get in there you know like i said martial arts make i'm sitting there rambling but martial no, arts no, do, I'm loving it. You know, but martial arts do make people uh, I do believe it makes people better because you get to practice treating people like a human being because you have to in the martial arts, you know. Cuz you start bringing your own personal agenda and you start bringing or your own uh I shouldn't say personal agenda. If you start issues, bringing your, yeah. your own personal issues in in, in it, you know, it's going to you're going to fail. You're going to fail everyone around you and you bring an energy that's just this basically harmful that could either you, your whole school can get closed down for it. It's su it's such a I wouldn't say it's a fragile it's such a fragile thing really you know especially if you have a good leader behind you that has that same opinion those same views and that's yes. the one thing I love about the you know the Inasano lineage you know because I'm fairly new to it and, you know a lot of people have been in a lot longer than me I'm new to it and I love it already and I'm a, I'm a person anybody knows me you know I'll shit on something in a minute yeah. you know but I have nothing to say about that man or anybody up under him because you know he has good leadership and that's something he doesn't stand for and if you come in there with that mentality either you're going to conform to be like you know hey I need to start treating people like human beings or you're going to leave or you're not going to last but long because that, a lot of people are like hey I don't want that mess in this, here yeah this guy this guy just doesn't fit in yeah. well yeah you get that and Nine times out of ten, people do fit in because they go right, okay. Because we are like that. We're not like lemmings, but we we we're, we're social animals. Right. We want to be part of something. We want to be part of a community. So this is going to lead me up to how we're going to wrap this all up. All right. What's the future hold for you, Jason? Well, Tra training wise, life wise. Well, like uh, life wise is pretty cool. You know, uh, you know, just trying to get my I got my kids in the martial arts and all this stuff. So. You know, it's hard to kind of go on to another teacher and this and that, but he's good, you know, watching that. As far as uh, my martial arts walk, I'm uh, actually working on starting my own business, getting my own school up together, uh, working on awesome. logos. So I'm pretty I'm pretty close, really, is just getting my job, my, my basically my time, my, my nine-to-five job together to where I can have time to teach in the afternoon. And uh, basically, my, my, my I guess I could say my ultimate goal is as a martial arts instructor, you know, my, my I'm using martial arts as a tool to ask people. To, so people can ask themselves the question what if you know or what else can I do you know like for example you know you can teach somebody something and they never knew that they could they just like oh they tried out maybe their girlfriend let, you know invited them to it or, or they came because of someone else and it's like oh, I'll try this and then you show them that hey I didn't know I could do this right now yeah. and then you, then you dangle that carrot of okay this is what you could turn into and then when they accomplish goals you know they start tackling goals you know what if it's kicking better or getting in better shape or can think faster or whatever I want them to ask what I want them to ask themselves the question well hell what else can I do in life or what else can I do in improving how can I make other people feel what I'm feeling right now yes sir. and the only thing I have you know to offer you know right at this moment is, is martial arts you know and I'm using and I, I plan to use that tool to make people you know ask themselves that question and in turn this goes into the saying you didn't martial artists make better people this is my way or this is my goal of how I want to make martial artists better people and this is the steps I'm trying to take so you know hopefully 
you know, I'm hoping, you know, right now, you know, we, we're, you know, we just did the instructor conference and talking to all these successful teachers, this and that. They, you know, they're definitely confirming that I guess I'm on the right track and I'm you hoping that it goes. So you certainly are. What all I'm going to say is, dude, yeah, I love hanging out with you. You know what I mean? Oh, likewise. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, one of my only things is I don't get to spend enough time with you. But man, from the bottom of my heart, yeah, thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks for listening today. We have a brand new show every Friday. You can listen to all our interviews on MixedMartialArts.com. Mixed Martial Arts is a Paint Your Headphones production. My man is smooth like Barry and his voice got bass. A body like Arnold with a Denzel face. He's smart like a doctor with a real good breath. And when he comes home.